Welcome, everybody, to the very first official episode of the Inner Work Podcast. We are your hosts, Paris. And Jalen. And we want to thank everybody for tuning in. And the topic of discussion today is what is the inner work? Yes. So what do you think the inner work is? What would you say if somebody were to actually ask you, like, inner work podcast? What does that even mean? What is inner work? What would you say? Um, I think, for me, the inner work came in maybe in 2015, 2016, after I had been on campus for... um, Campus, like college campus? Yeah, I was getting my master's at like a small social justice school. And it was very introspective, very um, experiential, learning-based um, curriculum, you know, very hands-on, lots of group work, stuff like that, and studying? lots of reflective. Um, I was studying sustainable development. Wow, that sounds like that was tough. <laughs> I mean, it was it was a really good experience. It was really interesting. I learned a lot, unlearned a lot. It was mm-hmm. great, yeah. But during that time, it was a lot of focusing on, you know, how you think, why you think, how you think, and the impact it has on the people around you and you know how it causes you to operate in one way or another but anyway um i was listening to some personal development video and the person was talking about how people tend to stray from doing the inner work Hmm. because that's the stuff that is is tough it's the dark dusty corners of your mind (laughs) that you don't want to clean up you know Uh it's easy to just not shine the light over there and so you can just live in the center of the room and everything is okay you know but you're coughing because there's dust in the corners but you don't want to deal with it um yeah it's this concept of how everybody wants to hustle and grind and everybody's trying to get the bag and all those things and that's fine i mean money answer with all things so you need to make sure that you secure your profits so that you can keep a roof over your head and support your family and yourself but you have to make sure that you're not doing it like to your own demise Mm -hmm. if there are things that you need to unpack so that you can operate more optimally you know if there's stuff that's getting in the way like if you feel like you're working and you just feel off, you know, like taking the time to reflect on that and see like what is really going on is important because so often people will just keep going and going and going, like women especially. But I understand that men do it as well, you know, where they just will be doing so many things and then something just breaks. Yeah, they'll crash. Yeah. yeah. Been there. You know, you reminded me of something. It was the, uh, the Netflix series Lock and Key. Yeah, yeah well, you, well, you mentioned a little dusty corner in the in the room. I don't know if anybody listened to this have actually seen that, but if you haven't, go check it out. It's on Netflix. It's called The Lock and Key. There's some, I don't want to give too much of it away if you haven't seen it, but there's something called a head key. And mm-hmm. pretty much what that does is it enables you to unlock your own head and actually a door will appear in your room. You can actually walk inside. So um, you can actually see the fullness of what's actually in your mind rather than hiding it or sweeping it under the rug, like you said, or hiding stuff in the corner. So, you know, the inner work is really, really good to stop running from those things. And like you said, the daily hustle and bustle, 
you'll get away from stuff like that and be dealing with so much. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you crash at the end of the day or find yourself in a rut or you might fall into depression or something like that and don't understand why. It's because your mm-hmm. mind is like, bro, I'm tired. <laughs> like, something, you missed it. Something's wrong here. You're not paying attention to it. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that's really, really interesting. So what, what happened when you were at school? Like you mentioned you're going through school. Is that when you start first getting into personal development? Like what pushed you that course? What happened? It was just the environment, the kind of like learning model that they had. Usually when you go to get your master's, the program is, I think, I mean, I can't even say for sure because that's not the kind of master's program that I was a part of, but usually it's more of a, like a theoretical type of, you know, teaching maybe, Mm. um, possibly where you're able to come up with your own theories, but we had a lot of classes where they would ask, you know, okay, so like, what does this organization do? And so we'll go and research that. And so like, is this good or bad based on what, you know? Oh, and so, like so perspectives type thing. Yeah. Deal. And it's like, it mm. is, it, it is about perspective. It's like, are the people in the country actually benefiting, you know, but the people in DC, are, are they benefiting? So it's like, you know, looking at the ways that things are good and the ways that things are bad. Just, I mean, it was very, it was, it was different from, <laughs> was from different. undergrad, but it was a really good experience and it got me to that space of like constantly working to be more introspective and, you know, engage in that metacognition, thinking about what it is I think about. Mm. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. You reminded me when I went to, before I transferred to Ohio Dominican to study uh, physiology and exercise science, I was actually at uh, Columbia State. Mm-hmm. Well, Columbia State, I said Columbia State. Is there is such thing as that? <laughs> I don't think so. Well, it was Columbus State University. I was there. Well, community college is what they call it. And I was there studying uh, psychology. And that is, when, that is when I really realized, like, a lot of the ways we show up in life is based upon reactions mm-hmm. you know i'm like man because we were learning so many different things that we had different um our our um what, what what they call it not instructor not your teacher professor professor yeah mm-hmm. she had a phd so we called her doctor but she had us do different um not courses but different activities in class where we had to stand up and like see what's going on with the person just by just by holding a regular conversation. Mm-hmm. And you can start noticing different people are actually dealing with certain stuff, like body language would actually tell you that you're either depressed or you're happy or you're sad. And it's so strange because you can be talking to someone and they're smiling, but their shoulders is drooping or they're really tense. And you'll notice the teacher will tell the other person, relax. Like, I am relaxed. Well, no, you're not relaxed. And their shoulders will drop. But you would have never noticed that their shoulders were up unless you focused on that. And I said all that to say this, like, I feel like a lot of times through life, you know, God will put you, put certain things in your path mm-hmm. to get you to start realizing what's really going on inside of you. Who would have thought, like, going to college and trying to run track, I'll be in a psychology class. What mm-hmm. was the point of that? Like, that didn't even work towards my me graduating. It was just something I was on my roster. I'm like, that sounds interesting. I'll go. Mm-hmm. Had the opportunity to change it, but I didn't. 
So just a lot of things that actually show up to actually aid you in your healing. So I feel like the, the first thing we should, you know, start on is how do we even work towards engaging in that or embarking the inner work? Like what is something that can actually help people be mindful of what they actually have going on on the inside? You know what I mean? Because, yeah, we know that a lot of us need work. You know, I'm pretty sure everybody does. I want to put that disclaimer out there and not say that everybody's messed up, but the majority of us are dealing with some stuff. Mm-hmm. So we need to find a way to make it easier to start engaging on these things and not just let it, let it sit there, you know? So what would you, what would be your pointer? Let's say you go back to your 20-year-old self before life starts really jumping you <laughs> and things start getting in your way. What would you tell yourself? What is a piece of advice you would give? Um, I think it's okay not to do what people think you should do as long as it's what you know you should be doing. Mm. Once you have that alignment with God you know this is part of your purpose it's part of your journey then you know people may think it's irresponsible or oh like don't do that but it's not their life at the end of the day so dang you're gonna hit them with it like that (laughs) (laughs) I mean it's it's not like that but that's it's not like that but it is oh it is what it is huh I said what I said (laughs) (laughs) Hey, shout out to Michael Todd. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like, you have to live your life because a lot of times, I know especially in the, like, the immigrant community, you have parents who want you to be a certain thing. They want you to be a doctor or an engineer or a lawyer or a nurse even, you know. Um, something that they feel they can be proud of. And there's nothing Mm. wrong with that because all those are noble professions. You know, they're pretty well-paid professions. But if you don't actually want to do those things, you're going to be absolutely miserable doing those things. So you can't just pick up and do it because, you know, everything looks good on paper. You have to make sure that it is good for the life that you're choosing to lead. Mm. And, you know, sometimes things will be good for a little while and later on you're like, you know what, I need to pivot. I need to shift and do something different. And that's okay. You can always go back to school. I think it's wonderful when I see these different articles popping up with these 70-something, 80-something, 90-something-year-olds, you know, in college classes, graduating, getting degrees. That's that's great. (laughs) Yeah, because I mean, like... It's, it's still rigorous, but you can do it if you want to do it. And so just having that mindset of whatever it is you want to do, like you're doing it for yourself. And if anybody else is pleased with it, then that's nice. But that's not why you're doing it. Because a lot of people will build up a whole life and then look back and be like, none of this is for me. None of this is actually something I wanted and a lot of that comes from, you know, uh, negative experiences where they feel the need to please people. So they just do stuff so they know that 
everybody is happy with them. Mm. Um, I know that I've dealt with that in my life, just feeling like I need to make sure that nobody has anything negative to say about me. Like, I would be at home, and I would hear the door, like, you know, the lock turning, and I would do this weird little scan, like, of the whole room, and, like, a mental scan of whatever space in the house I wasn't in mm-hmm. to make sure that nothing was out of place so no one would say that I did something wrong. Uh, seeking and it's for like, approval. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like, what is the point of that? Like, if it's out of place and you know you didn't do it on purpose, it's not like you went and tore up somebody's clothes. Like, <laughs> like what is this this weird, like, manic desire to make sure that nobody has anything negative to say about you? If they do, like, it's okay. We can have a conversation. But just making sure all of that to come back to the point of making sure that you live your life for yourself, mm-hmm. making sure you stay in tune with the father because he's not going to steer you wrong. Like his path for you is perfect. His timing is perfect. And just really being committed and devoted to his work for your life. And, you know, whatever that looks like, people... They like it, may not like it, but as long as you're at peace with your path, that's it. Yeah, that people pleasing thing is big. Terrible. Yeah, when you went back to your childhood, you made me think about mine. I remember, <laughs> man, I remember wanting to be around my brother so bad, man. I, <laughs> I used to annoy him, but I wasn't. I wouldn't say anything. I literally just wanted to be in his presence. Mm-hmm. You know, it took us to about when I was like 18, 19 for us to actually have the conversation about that. Mm-hmm. You know, because he learned how to skateboard. I wanted to learn how to skateboard too. I used to just be there with him getting messed up <laughs> on the skateboard. But I started getting good at it because that was his passion. So I'm there with him. And um, I remember sometimes I would just watch him play the game for hours. He'd just be there. I'm literally just watching the game and watching him play it was it <laughs> like literally i just wanted to be around him he go free run and i start learning how to free run doing parkour shout out to my parkour guys be safe so i messed myself up doing that <laughs> i did but you know it that people pleasing mentality is so big because i put myself in a really dark place wanting to be accepted by my brother even though he was pushing me away at that young age mm-hmm. and the same thing with my dad i'd seen that you know given the circumstances of what was going on you know, um, I wanted to be close. I wanted to find a way to please my dad. You know, wanted him to look at me in a greater light and things of that nature. When I am his son, I don't have to force that. Right. It's natural. But in my mind, I'm like, well, my brother isn't accepting me, so maybe my dad isn't either. When I later found out that wasn't the case, he always was there. Always was there for me. But, like, the reason why I mention that is because um, I think that, like, my, around my 18th and 19th birthday, you know, I was talking to my brother about that. I'm like, bro... He was like, man, um, he was asking me some questions about our childhood or how I felt about what was going on. I said, bro, to be honest, even though you felt like you were always alone, he said, only, I told him the only thing I ever wanted was for you to love me, bro. And he started crying. Mm-hmm. I never like knew that that was an issue for him because he felt alone. Mm-hmm. And he didn't want me to witness that. So here you got two individuals both feeling alone in two different sides of the spectrum. You got you have somebody that's trying to be with you, mm-hmm. and then you have the person that's pushing people away because they feel alone. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's still the people pleasing mentality. You know, I want people to accept me. I need, mm-hmm. I need that, that um, the acceptance or the <clears throat> what's the word I'm looking for? Um, 
drawing a blank right now. When you do something good, do something great, you get uh, rewarded for it. But there's a word I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm referring to? <laughs> it's okay. It'll probably come back to me. It's like uh, accolades almost. Mm-hmm. You know, like you do something and you get rewarded for it or you get a shout out, that type of deal. Yeah. The word is there. It's at the tip of my tongue. Right. But it's just like that same mentality has transferred into different aspects of my life. Because now that we are on our, we are on our entrepreneurship journey, mm-hmm. that thought still comes to mind. Like, mm-hmm. what if this person feels this way or if this person feels this way about it? Well, if your intentions are pure, you shouldn't really worry about that. Mm-hmm. If you're not trying to cut any corners, stab somebody in the back. Right. If you're not trying to do anything like that, you shouldn't be worried about how other people are going to perceive you. Especially if you're trying to represent God and Christ. If you're representing them to the best of your abilities, the way that he intended it to be, mm-hmm. you shouldn't really concern yourself about other people accepting you. Right. His acceptance is the only one that we should be caring about. Mm-hmm. You know, so I feel like to summarize what the inner work really is about is like realizing the deep dark parts of yourself Mm -hmm. confronting that Mm -hmm. don't run from that and learn how to work through it and overcome those things so you can become the best version of yourself Mm -hmm. is that i feel like that's that's the the picture on the blank canvas it was blank but it's not blank anymore it's time for us to actually step up and confront that that side of us because we've been going on autopilot for so long, there's a story <laughs> of somebody that I know that I love dearly who was on autopilot for a very long time because his mother passed away and he worked just like the analogy you gave earlier and somebody just works and works and works. Mm-hmm. He did that. He literally just worked and worked. He was pulling like 16 to, to 20 hour shifts a day like, and he wasn't sleeping when he got home. He would sit there and he would just kind of zone out and he'd go back to work and he'd just work and work. And one day, he just passed out. Literally, just blacked out. He was like, y'all need to chill out before I, like, die or something. You know, like, I know that's a very extreme example, but stuff like that actually can happen Mm. if we don't really pay attention to what's going on inside of us. You know, pay attention to the the signals that our mind sends to us. Like, either slow down or speed up. You know, it's time to go harder. You know, it's time to actually give it your all. It's time to, you know, mm-hmm. step up. Be nice to yourself. Well, that's a good topic right there. Your language. <laughs> your language. But yeah, that, I feel like that's the summary of what the inner work is. Is there anything else you want to add to that? Or you feel like that's it? I think that's it for now. I think that's it for now. You don't want to drop no more gems on them? <laughs> just kidding we love you guys uh, we just want to summarize really quickly what the actual inner work is so stay tuned for the next episode of the inner work podcast and we'll see you at the top bye